This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of that Mill podcast. This is the Sunday night show. Um, this is where we basically discuss what's gone on since the Friday night show. So this is a preview of our game on Saturday. And then we basically talk first half about a few of those, uh, that game and a few bits around that game. And then second half on these shows, we pretty much open the floor and we talk about anything and everything um, that we want to, because obviously we haven't got a match until Saturday and that game will be covered by another show, or it will be covered by the, um, the Friday night show. So today, first half, we're going to be talking about West Brom. We're going to be talking about Casper Denor. We're going to be talking about Bradley's injury. We're going to be talking about um, Fleming's miss, etc., etc., etc. And then, um, and then we we'll break. And second half, I've got you some more goals. And then um, after that, we come back. And then Ben's probably going to talk loads of bollocks. But without that, let's introduce who we're um, who we've got today. We've got the one and only Stella Master, Ben himself. How you doing, fella? You all right? Evening, chaps. Thought I'd make an appearance this week. Get on. Well, I haven't had a skin for a beer. No, no, no. You're good. But you, you'll you'll find out in a bit that we um we got an email who um who talks about you with a Stella and said that yeah it was it was great all the way from New Zealand. But we'll come to you in a bit. Um, who that was, and I'm joined by um, my partner in crime for the live shows, the one and only um, Stephen. How you doing, fella? Yeah, very good, very good, Mickey. Ben, you're you're getting a little bit of a reputation, mate. You, you you're gonna have to do some damage control or something. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> anyway, right, we'll be back straight after this, then. Right then, there we go. Looks like the comments are coming in fast and faster. Um, fast and furious. That's what I wanted to say. Just in case there was any trademark there, but we say that. Um, right. So then, gents, um, let's just run through the comments that are there because it's always good to get on with the first one. So, Gaza London, good evening. Uh, good evening, fella. If you haven't already checked out and you want to know about more wall, Gaza has put in... I'd hate to think, I, I really would hate to think how many hours Gaz has put in. But if you type in Millwall history, you will find anything and everything to do with Millwall. There is stats, there is 
every penalty, there is every manager, every player, or as much as possible. There is everything going from pretty much, um, you know, 1888, 1885 to pretty much modern day. There's loads of pictures from the old den there's loads of pictures from the new den when the old den was knocked down anything and everything for all those who have only been following Millwall fairly new and you want to pick up some history check out Millwall history um and you'll see i'll tell you what when we finish this and we put show notes on i will put show notes um in in the show notes i'll put the link to the website so good evening fella alex good evening uh darren is one of the one of our, our long listeners who um used to follow us um, when we first started in COVID, um, back in the day, mate. So, yeah, I remember him. Uh, Ted, good evening, fella. Hope you're well. Uh, Millwall, Wall. Mill. How you doing, fella? You all right? Um, born free, die free. What's Fleming's real value? Uh, we'll come on to that one. 1824, good evening, fella. Hopefully, we're going to have some more disagreements with you tonight. Well, Ben probably will agree with you but yeah i like last week last um last sunday loads i didn't agree with loads i did agree with um and it was good banter and that's what this is all about what we aim to do with these shows is just pretty much have as much interaction um with you guys uh and pretty much that's that's the idea of the game um we will talk bollocks if you like aren't getting involved but if you've got any questions anything else Sunday night show is the one for you because the second half, once we finish talking what we've got set, then the second half, you can pretty much lead it. So, um, yeah, without further ado, I'm going to shut up, take a breath. And, uh, Stephen, what do you want to say about yesterday's game, fella? Well, I'm going to start. I'm going to start in a bit of a weird way because on the BBC website, uh, their report and, and everything about the game, their last sentence from... Gary Rower, who spoke to BBC Radio London. At the end, I was pleased with a point, but at half-time, I thought we could go on and win it. We just weren't quite brave enough in the second half. And that comment, I'd specifically start with that because I can't believe for a second (laughs) that Gary Rower thought we could go on and win it at half-time and then sent out the players in the second half to play the way that he did. I can't... I I just don't understand where he's coming from with that. Um... I would call bullshit, really. I, I would say, I would say, um, I would probably, you know, I'd probably stay off um, the herbal tea before, um, you know, before coming in to say so. So let's just look at the stats, shall we? Um, uh, let's. I've got, let's, I've got it here, right? So, I've got it here, but I'm just going to try and bring it. Um, oh no, I'm not going to be able to bring it on because I'm on two fucking computers, dickhead. Actually, I could do it another way, possibly, but yeah. Um, I mean, looking at you, what, what are you looking at? You're looking at the stats on. I'm I'm just looking at overall, just on the beat on on the report of the game, and it just it's just baffling that that's the quote. That was the last quote. There's other there's other things that he said, and and we'll come on to that, but. What stats are you looking at? I'm looking at um, sofa score, and on sofa score, pretty much from about halfway through the first half, we suddenly we had a few chances, and then probably about halfway through the first half, West Brom started coming on. We had a little bit before half time, and then. After second half, 
with that quote, second half, it was all West Brom. We probably had a little bit in 20 minutes into the second half for a couple of minutes. And then basically it was West Brom all the fucking way, mate. Well, that's the thing. I mean, look, we, we put out a tweet earlier and I'm sure it's something that we'll debate and, and I'll ask Ben, I'll go to Ben on this one. Are we becoming too happy to say, oh, it's a point away from home. It's a point away from home. I, I get that the whole argument, I think Joe may have said it earlier in our chat. You win your home games, you draw away from home. Uh, it's Omar. You, Omar, you're having, a, you're having a good season. Mm. But okay, we're not as good at home as we as we were, as we should be. So when you rock up to places, and, and, and again, I'm referring back to this article, it literally, it, it all talks about the fact that West Brom, West Brom's slump continues with Millwall's stalemate. They were there for the taking. They were really there for the taking yesterday. And we're coming away going, oh, well, it's a good point and, you know, a point on the road. Are, are we too reliant on that? Yeah, I think we are. Um, I don't think there's... I don't think there's anything else for it. We are um, massively, um, massively reliant on on yeah. I just I, I, there is nothing. We are he he played for that game for us to pretty much take the draw. There was no way that we were going out to win that game, especially not in the second half. Not a fucking Danny mate. Where we out to win that second half. It just weren't happening. Just was not happening. And if you thought it was, you're deluded. <laughs> ben? Well, f- first off, I think it was Max on commentary. I was watching it on Mill TV um, this afternoon. And I think he said, and it, it was something, he was absolutely spot on. thing is with us is when we're on top against teams, certainly against teams like West Brom, go back to last Sunday as well, when we have our spells, we have to capitalise. And that first half, West Brom, as you said, Stephen, were there for the taking. We limited them to long balls going forward. They had no patterns of play. The crowd were dead. There was only one winner in that first half. But obviously, we missed a penalty. We had a couple of other half chances. But we, we, we didn't seem, we, we didn't have anything kind of clear cut. And that, that's kind of the issue, isn't it, with us at the minute? When, we, when we're on top, we've got to kill teams off. Well, this so, is a graph. So just wait, you carry on talking, but I'm just going to put a graphic over us of what I was talking about. I, I, I was surprised. Obviously, you put that in the group this afternoon, Mickey, didn't you? And I was surprised by that with West Brom's early bit because mm. West Brom didn't really show anything in the first half, certainly in that first 15, 20 minutes. I don't know where that big green spike at the beginning bit, sort of what, um, time that was because I say I can't remember having any chances really. Um, yeah. but as I say, yeah, for first half we, we were we were just a much better side. We were we were at them, didn't really let them get into any sort of rhythm, and it, it, we were the better team. But as I say, that's our issue at the minute is that when we are on top, we have to score certainly against your Leeds, your West Broms, the bigger, better sides, whatever you want to call them in the league. We, we, we've got to go in front, and when you are a, a side like us, as we all know, that if we do. Go or sorry, if we if we don't score early, then we're tending to shut up shop after that, aren't we? So the thing is, I just I'm just going to come in there. That you the, the point you said there, the bigger, better teams. Now, I get where you're coming from, but we finished above West Brom in the last two seasons. We went into the game above them 
yesterday, I know seven games, eight games in now and all that. But this is this is what I was saying earlier. There's a comment I've just seen come up on the screen, Mickey from Gaza. Again, I understand that we were on top first half, didn't need to change, but West Brom always going to improve. I understand that. Teams at home are going to get better. They're not just going to sit there and, and, and let the away side come at them. But are most of these teams now, are, are these teams bigger and better than us? They might get more fans in and pay more money, but are they actually better than us? I, well, I, I don't mate, know. Mate, maybe not West Brom then, but I certainly think Leeds, right? Even when, when we start well, yeah. like we did yeah, against yeah. them last Sunday, you've got to take your chances when you get them, even if they are half chances. That's the thing. Um, and yeah, pro- probably not West Brom, but even still, it's a tough place to go, right? I don't hmm. think many of us would go, I know I said I thought we'd win 2-1 but there's not many of us that expect to get a result I think is, is the point I'm making yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you're on top and you have those chances you have a penalty you've, you've just got to take them because I think even at that point if we go 1-0 up in that first half as I say it was one way traffic really it might have been traffic that there weren't much coming back the other way but it, yeah I, we, 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 have to, we have to score when we're on top we have to take our chances yeah. The crowd were out of the game. Obviously, the penalty missed, and they get into it a bit, like any home crowd would. So, I think that's just our thing. We lack a bit of killer instinct, don't we? Hundred percent. And I think you, I think you're right. If we'd have scored that penalty, I think it'd have been a different. It would have been a different thing altogether, because I think the problem with scoring that, we would have gained in confidence, and I think we would have gone on and 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 possibly scored another. Or, you know, West Brom would have brought it to us a bit more and we would have then got into a game where we were on the confidence, high confidence, and we were going in. But there was no way. Come half-time, looking at all the stats out there, come half-time, it was as if it was, it was as if we were told, you know, the players were told, hold it, you know, let, let's, go for, let's go for a counter-attack and see if we can nick it, but we just hold it up. And that's what we did. And there was, we just didn't look as if we were ever going to make a move come that second half. It was, it was as if there was a switch where we just literally switched off. I, I think I said it earlier and I mentioned it too in the chat. I, I, I just think we're getting a little bit too comfortable with um, this whole uh, defending heroically and throwing our bodies on the line and coming away with a battling point. I get it. Uh, look, would we all rather take a point than sitting here talking about a two 0 defeat? Obviously, we would, but mm. we're our defenders are having to defend heroically, which was the comment that was made, that the Twitter Mill's Twitter whoever runs the Twitter account posted because they're t- they're forced to defend, they're forced to to, t- to take pressure on Ryan Leonard. There was a quote on the commentary yesterday. Ryan Leonard at, um, was screaming at it might have been a Maku. Mm. I'm not blaming Amaku at all to try and hold the ball up because they're desperate for some respite. But the manager's telling them, "Oh, just sit back, lads." Did you just see? Sit back. Did you see that? Um, obviously, me and you were watching it on the stream, Steve. But did you see that Fleming and Rowett were proper having a go to, weren't they? Yeah, I think there's a lot. There's a lot to be. There's a lot to be made about that. I, I think. I think Gary Rowett is. I think he's feeling the pressure. He's felt the pressure since Norwich. He knows that the supporters are now starting to turn. They're starting to get on his back a little bit. And I know he made his comment and he had his little wave and this kind of stuff, which pisses people off. He knows that he needs to, that we need to be better. Um, and I think Fleming perhaps is is somebody that Rowett needs more from. He, he needs more from him. There's no there's no getting around it. And if, if Fleming's not going to do it and he's going to get the ump, then Rowett needs to give him a rocket. 
Personally. I'd imagine I'd imagine there was a huge amount of frustration from from Rowett as well because he's seen us play well in that first half. Right, he hasn't gone out. I don't care what anyone says. He hasn't says it, said at half time to the lads, "Don't play like you did in the first half." That just doesn't happen. He hasn't said sit back and invite pressure on. We started really well in the first half and we knocked it about quickly. We strung passes together. We got on top. Second half, we just didn't do it from the get-go. I've only seen the first 10 minutes, actually, but we were just giving it away cheaply. We gave it back to them all the time. And that was the difference. The first half, we got a foothold in the game. And second half, we just couldn't. And that gave yeah. them the momentum. I, just, I, I can't have that Rowley's <clears> changed that. I think it would have been, it's been a frustration all round yesterday. Well, certainly so, with Zian from the penalty miss as well, right? So, what, so do you reckon that the decision at first half was... Let's just fucking defend and try and break him on a counter attack, but they didn't give us an opportunity to break him on a counter attack. Is that what you think the orders were that went in? No, I, I think we started so well, Mickey. We kept most of the ball in the first half. We were so yeah, really yeah, strong. but I'm on about second half. What happened second half? Because something, I mean, all the stats clearly show something happened second half. Yeah, I'm we not just. We just... they, they, they definitely had the better of the second half, right? I, it was more, I just don't think we got into a rhythm and then they just got on top of us. I think that's mm. what it was. Say so the first half, we nicked it off them quickly. We we were we were sharp in in, um, in the press and we, we nicked it and it was unable to build from the back, not passes around ourselves. It was obviously builds confidence, right? Early on in the second half, we didn't do that. We didn't get near them. And when we did, when we did get it back, we just gave it away after one or two passes or we, we, we were restricted to a longer pass. As I said, I just don't think we got into it in that second half. And obviously, West Brom probably couldn't have been as bad as they were in the first. I mean, this morning we did a vote. We, this morning we did a poll. Um, the question was, depending whether we as fans have become so used to, basically what Stephen said. So um, debating whether we as fans have become so used to accepting a point away from home in the majority of away games we play, was yesterday really a good point or was it a missed opportunity to go and take all three? And we've had that running all day. We wanted it to finish before the show so we could use it on the show. And we had um, 357 votes. Um, hopefully these votes will keep going up. We had 357 votes and 43.4% uh, said it was a good point. And fifty six point six percent. So just just over half um, basically said it was a mixed opportunity, a missed opportunity. This is this is what I'm saying. I, I I I'm struggling to I'm struggling to understand now. Are we like the fan base is so seemingly so divided at the minute on so many things? You know, Zian Fleming being one of them, um, Gary Rowett being another, playing away from home. Look, all, all I would say is I, I'm not saying, I, I'm not suggesting that Gary Rowett at halftime says to them, don't go forward, don't attack, don't do this. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But there has to be, there has to be something that fundamentally, from the first half performance to the second half, now West Brom are obviously going to improve. I get that. And we weren't quick enough to the ball and we and this, that and the other. But from 30 minutes, with 30 minutes to go, we had... Brooke Norton Cuffey, Danny McNamara, Ryan Leonard, Sean Williams, Murray Wallace, uh, Ryan Longman, and Joe Bryan on the pitch. Seven defensive players. He might not necessarily be sending them out with the message that we're not going to go forward and we're not going to try and score. 
But what message does that give to the 1,100 that were there yesterday and anybody watching it at home that with 30 minutes to go, we had seven defensive players on the pitch? I'm more impressed we managed to get Sean Williams back. Did I say Sean Williams? Oh. Yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'll, do you know what? Do you know what? If you look at, right, you can go in there and check yourself. If you look at the average player score for on sofa score where they do like the average rating, um, so you can get like the game rating, but the average rating. And at the moment, our best player on the ratings on um, what sofa score put in is Sean Hutchinson on 7.24 on an average. And the second and third. Wait, is hold on. Sean Ryan, Hutchinson. Yep. Yep. But oh. Sean Hutchinson has got an average sofa score rating of 7.24. Second place is Ryan, Ryan Longman on 7.23. And then Jake Cooper on 7.14. Ryan Leonard on 7.12. And I think that, and I mean, to be fair, Zian Fleming's only just off there and Casper Noor's just off there. But the fact that Sean Hutchinson is be has played so well to get, you know, loads of scores and now he's not playing and he's still in top position. Mm. Um, you know, he's he's great. I'll tell you another one was an interesting one to look at is that if you look at um and I can't screenshot these I don't think, but yeah, if you look at um the average player positions with um West Brom West Brom were quite um, quite spread out across the park. So they had like four players down the left, five down the right, and then their number five was basically running down the middle. If you go to ours, we were pretty much... Um, we had... Uh, uh, I don't know what the numbers are on the players. Let's have a look. So we've got nine, nine, 24, five, basically standing in a line in the middle. And then we've got 19, 11, 10, and 3 on the left, and then 14, 17, and 18 on the right. But we had three players, pretty much three players, standing in a, according to this, standing in a line. But that's because we don't, that's because we don't really play of any whip, though, really. No, it's only when it. the wing backs get forward that I, I think I just, I, I'm just struggling to understand at the minute, really, where or what Rao is trying to do. And I think there's a lot of supporters out there that are feeling the same. There's there's clearly, he, he'd clearly recruited and he's clearly has an idea, but I don't know what the idea is. It, 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 it's just, it, it just seems to be a, you know, like, it's one big plan, but it never seems to, it, it never seems to actually show, show what that plan is. No. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think it's, I think it's just fucking. No one knows what his plans are, to be honest. Um, I, 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 I don't even know if he knows what his plans are. And and like I said earlier, if you win your home games, fine. You go away from home, you get a point. Fantastic, great. But we've lost to Leeds at home. We've lost to um, Bristol City at home. I know we, we've also beat Stoke and Rotherham, but it's not apart from Rotherham, which I think anyone on the night would have probably beat them. Um, it's not been convincing. I, I just, it, it, I'm just struggling to understand what what Rao is thinking is at the moment. I really am. Well, I think you're not the only one, to be honest. So, yeah, I've got no. I mean, if you're listening um, and you've got an idea, then yeah, please do get in touch. Um, 
and let us know in the comments. We will read your comments in two seconds. We'll start. I can't believe I said Sean Williams as well. I don't even know who I was trying to say. I'm assuming Billy Mitchell. No, 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 no. It was no the three centre halves, and we had both wing back options on both sides on the pitch. I think I got Sean Williams confused with Jake Cooper, and it's just they're so different. It's unbelievable. Very similar players. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, gents, if you're listening or you're watching on Facebook or watching on YouTube, please do give the video a like um, and share in the football groups or anything else. That would, you know, be absolutely superb for us. Uh, help get some more people on um, to the show um, and see what's what. So, yeah, Stephen, talk for a minute because I'm just trying to put these graphics, what I spoke about, up in a second. No worries. Um, um, I'm going to come to I'm going to come to you, Ben. I'm going to ask you a question because your uh, message in the group about not being happy with Zian Fleming uh, after the game. There's a few comments. There's a few things saying about that we should have cashed in on him. There's there's issues there. In your opinion, what's what is wrong with Zian Fleming? Um, well, let's take this season in isolation. Yeah, this season only. I think, look, he clearly, in my opinion, it just looks like he's just off the pace, like something else has gone on. And we all know that something else obviously was, right? Um, I, 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 it was a brave move to drop him against Leeds. I didn't think that route would ever do that. Um, but I don't necessarily think we were worse for it. We played a shocking Rotherham side so I know he scored I, again I, I can't say he was running the show against Rotherham was he so I, I can't say apart from his goal he wasn't absolutely outstanding and he's on he's on top form one thing I noticed yesterday with the penalty and again only because I watched it back earlier and I watched it a couple of times he never looked confident and if you watch it on Mill TV it might look different from the highlights you've seen on Sky or whatever wherever else but he didn't look confident. He stood over it and he was looking down. He didn't, it, it, to me, he didn't look like he didn't look like he was going to score that goal. And the penalty itself was shocking. It wasn't a good save from the keeper. It wasn't anywhere near the bottom corner. Um, but yeah, look, he's just off the pace, isn't he? Um, my opinion on Fleming, Fleming as a whole, I said it at the time, we were very brave to, to not cash in. I know we were holding out for a number and I know we were obviously... JV passing that things might have been different, but yeah, my, my concerns and what I had then are coming to fruition in terms of his form and what we're now going to be able to demand moving forward. 100%. I agree with that. And I think he's, I don't know, there's something not there, whether or not the dressing room's not fully, you know, there. We know that Gary Rowett isn't the best man management, but, you know, there's probably half a dozen managers what aren't, you know, that great or that bit, but I don't know. Um, and just to jump in as well, I do understand we don't necessarily play to his strengths. I get that. But even again, yesterday, I thought Campbell was better in there. I thought Denor was better in there. They moved the ball quicker. When it got into him, he was just it was just late. He was just wasn't up to the pace of the game at times yesterday. So, yeah, he's just, he's just not at it, is he? What, Fleming, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mate. So, I mean, looking at the heat map, he, he was... Fairly all over, but to me, he's a number 10. So, to me, he's more of a centralised player, isn't he? When you look at most of his activities as such, he's down the right hand, he's on the right-hand side, yeah, on the right-hand side, and within the box, there's a 
bit more red in the box and a bit on the red on on the left hand side. But there ain't, you know, realistically, there ain't enough where he should be, where I would have thought he should have been. Um where he should have been playing, to be fair. But I, I don't think Rowett knows how to use a number 10 properly. Personally, I really don't think he knows that. I just don't think he knows how to get the best out of a number 10. And that's why, for example, yesterday, I know Fleming was still on the pitch, but when we brought SA on, SA was put out wide. I don't I don't see Romain SA as a winger. I just don't. I think he needs to be inside and making things happen, similar to what Fleming should be doing. I'm not comparing us to any other teams, but if you look at, over the years, if you look at, say, proper number 10, so people that play just off of the strikers, you look at Ozil when he was at Arsenal, you look at David Silva when he was at Man City, you play the ball into their feet, they turn, they look forward, and they look to link between the midfield and the forwards. I'm not saying that Zian Fleming is going to turn around and be able to play passes like David Silva. Obviously not, but he just, the ball, how often do you really see Fleming get the ball given to his feet? It doesn't. It doesn't happen enough. Fleming had forty-three touches. Again, yeah, like, I, I don't disagree. That's and when one shot on target. Well, that'd be when, a penalty. When he when he does get it, as I say yesterday, when he did get it in those pockets, it wasn't like he had a bit of magic or sharpness to. Oh no, I agree. To, he, to he's not doing key, it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's where I'm struggling with him. And I like, took. I tell you, this number's a bit worrying for him. Seven, he had seven clearances yesterday, one block shot, and um, yeah. So, right. So that's eating up. That's eating up his touches. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I agree, Ben. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that if we start suddenly started to try and put it into his feet, that Fleming would would turn on the star and, and be a, a better player. But it's this. It just, it just screams to me that. You know, we've had it. We've had it on good authority that there are players that perhaps don't like the system and don't like the the way that Gary Rowett plays. And I just wonder if 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 Fleming's looking at it and going, "Well, yeah, okay." You know, he's off the pace, and he knows that. And he, no one would be more disappointed than missing a penalty than Fleming. He'll be gutted to have missed that. Well, you'd like to think so, anyway. But I just look at it and go, "He is. He's a shadow of the player that he was at the beginning or, or the middle of last season." And all confidence seems to be drained out of him. For someone that's come over, that give it the give it the arm, oh, really confident. Nothing phases me. His his attitude. He just looks to be a little bit broken at the minute. And, and that's what I mean, mate. He didn't look confident over that penalty yesterday. No, no. In my in my would, opinion, would just, you though? Just on Fleming as well. So just since Blackpool last year, which is obviously his penalty, he's got one goal and assist, which have both come this season. And prior to that, he scored against Preston last year at home. Yeah. On the subject of the penalty, though, yesterday, there was a couple of people on Twitter that were saying, why didn't Bradshaw, why isn't Bradshaw taking the penalties? I have no, Fleming's a penalty taker. There's no, there's no, there's no doubt about that. It might have been you, Ben, that had said, had Nisbet have been fit, would Nisbet have taken the penalty? Which I think there's a very good chance that he would have, considering he's nicked the free kicks off. 100%. It took him in pre season, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But what? But I think it would have been a bold move to take Fleming off of the penalties. I think it's that he was the right choice. But if there, what I'm saying is, if there is a problem with him, if he is drained of confidence, maybe he shouldn't have been put in that position to be taking the penalty in the first place. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Let's get some of these comments done. So, um, 
John Parr, good evening, fella. Uh, we would have been Sheffield United today if we'd have gone up. Thank you, Blackburn. I think you might have a point there, mate. We could be getting beaten by cricket scores week in, week out, to be fair. Um, Richard, good evening. Uh, Chris is happy to try Lions one. Um, Ben, yeah, get on yeah. the vodka. <laughs> ben, get on the vodka and tell them, mate. Um, Mark, uh, hello, Helen. Wave, boys. Hi, Helen. Hello. You don't want to say her name then, Ben, no? Sorry, mate. I was on mute. Hi, Helen. Hope you having a lovely <laughs> evening. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Um, let's go into that one there. Is it me or does Ryan Leonard look better with each game he plays? We'll come to Ryan Leonard in a minute with his mm-hmm. um, with his stats. Um, where is it? Took both strikers off and replaced with a left back and a right back. Yeah. Um, I understand it. We were well on top first half. Didn't need to change it, but West Brom were always going to improve. Hundred uh, percent. Route wasn't on the pitch. Maybe players not good enough. Uh, good evening, Darren. Apart from the penalty miss, what do we think of Fleming's overall performance? I think we've gone through that. Good evening, um, Daniel. Um, I think Daniel's the same one who sent us an email, possibly. Um, if it is you, Daniel, and you are the same person who sent us an email, just reply, yeah, that's me. But we'll give you a shout out a bit anyway. Um, Right, he reacts to West Brom coming on us rather than being proactive and trying to win the game off our own back. He plays for a clean sheet. Sorry, gents, I've got to get through these comments because yeah. otherwise we're, we're going to be inundated and we're getting so many comments per game, per per show now. It's mental. Um, he played second half. We're 1-0 up. Uh, CO, the glaring issue two matches into the season was our overall conditioning. Our guys looked aghast 55 minutes in. Eight matches in the story is the same. How are our boys completely exhausted so early? And again, we'll probably come back to that second half, to be fair, because then it's a a little bit more open up. Um, Connor, good evening. Ted, we're trying out. We're crying out for an attack-minded coach to help Ray out. Otherwise, nothing will change. We've said that plenty of times before. They definitely have better players than we do. Yeah, but... uh, I think football is all about how you perform on the day. Um, and if you want it bad enough, you'll go out and do it. To the panel, do you enjoy watching Millwall anymore? For me, week after week, it gets harder to go. The lack of passion and commitment. Do you know what, Glenn? We're going to come back to that on the second half because I think that's a an absolute valid point. Um, and we can look at that a bit more heavily during the second half. Uh, doesn't help that our play style doesn't lend to the opportunities either. All the more reason that we need a killer instinct to take advantage of it. Barton Leonard saved us a few times. Happy with the point away from home. I've got Bart's save um, on here, which we're playing in a minute. Uh, we seem to have, have an inferior complex where teams go at us. We just go back to the wall. Absolutely. Once again, apart from Leonard, we looked unfit after 65 minutes. Fully agree. Uh, the penalty was a game change. Also, Fleming was drained of confidence after missing penalty. That was when the game changed. I think that's a good point, to be fair. Um, it did look like that, didn't it? Um, and I don't think I can see the stats where over the, the whole game, whether or not that changed. But, yeah, I think you've probably got a point there. Uh, does a panel enjoy going to matches? Rare slowly destroying my love for the Lions. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, Leonard... Has been a good influence so far. Yes, but Leonard isn't isn't the whole team. 
We need the whole team to be doing that. Uh, because we have no midfield or attack, the ball goes up to the forwards and comes straight back again. The defence are constantly under pressure. Yep. Um, good evening, all. Good evening, Kenny. Uh, Fleming not been the same since the transfer window. Yep, we said that plenty of times before. We were fucked in the second half. I'm fit. Yep. West Brom, second half, simple as that. Probably got a bollock in. Uh, we were gassed. Someone else saying it. Uh, Rao is holding Fleming back. Zian is one of the best players in the league, but we don't play to his strengths. Burnley weren't offering 10 plus million for no reason. Uh, yep. Where are we? Uh, there we go. Improved. Uh, ben is absolutely itching there. He is, he is, he's rattled. <laughs> no, I'm not. Look, Fleming, I could argue too. I'm blue in the face. I said the same thing last year, back in the last year. Just our second half, we'll have the debate on, on Fleming, not a problem at all. Um, I was there yesterday. You could see the confidence visibly drained from the players after the penalty miss. Um, Fleming played well up to the penalty, uh, but where I was standing, you could see fear in his eyes before taking the penalty. That is not a good sign to be seen in one of our uh, best players. Our build-up is slow to pass back to Cooper, then the long ball up. Uh, yep, Sean Williams, uh, did I get in a time machine? No, Stephen did though. No, thank we you, need to, We need the Mill B. We need. We don't need the Mill B team in Gillingham. Uh, I really like Longman so far. Honestly, like the left wing back better than Brian. Uh, Bart now has two clean sheets in two games. Will Zalek, Will Sakat, Saka, Sarkic. Sarkic. Um, Will he come straight back in when he gets fit? Listen, mate, I've never... Listen, everyone knows I can't pronounce shit, so it doesn't bother me. Unfortunately, he's a, he, uh, he talks a good game and convinces himself of his own bullshit. I fucking agree with you there, Miller. Uh, does anyone know what happened to George Honeyman? No, mate, he's going to be thingy. Sean Cummings? Uh, no. Is, Sean is Cummings. Honeyman still injured, by the way? Yeah. Or is he injured in the of one? No, he's still, he's still injured. injured. Uh, we tried to get Noslin from Fortuna. Yeah, we went into that yeah. last week. Uh, needs to start. Amaku needs to start. Uh, why he ain't starting with someone with pace and hunger is beyond me and beyond He's us. Going to need to now, Mickey. Got no strikers. Yeah. In with this, uh, just wish he would take the handbrake off for a little bit. Uh, I was so excited after that Borough game. Pace and skill and a prem, and a prem finish. Just wish uh, you had your names up. Just wish you had your names up. Who us? Are you all about us? If you well, want, if you if you mean us, then say so. I can put our names up if you want our, our names up. But I'm Mickey. That guy there is Stephen, and that guy there is Benjamin Button. Um, uh, where we, does anyone know what happened to George Honeyman? No, he's missing. Uh, Fortuna and Keith Moore. Keith Moore. Um, they would have been a difference to Rats tactics. Totally agree. Uh, at least I don't have to eat that omelette now. Yep, you were not bad there. Kenny Johnson, um, he went back as he was on loan. Who did? Honeyman. No, Honeyman we brought. Uh, Honeyman coming back from injury. Mate, we've got so many comments we didn't go. Zian looks like he's at about... Joe Zampa. <laughs> Joe, if you want to come on, mate, just drop us, uh, drop us a WhatsApp and I'll send you a link. Um... So, yeah, no, no I promise I won't there. disagree with you, Joe. I promise. Um, right, coach is all great. If he out of play, such a shame. 
Vogsama made it, um, made him the player he was. Uh, massive fuck up by the club not taking the money. Uh, we're better off playing Bob Fleming at the moment. Yeah, totally agree with that. Uh, Fleming's value really goes down with every game. Fleming uh, played really well to the penalty. Burnley got to be thinking they dodged a bullet, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, his system doesn't really use a 10. I think you're right. Uh, though our ball retention was better for an away game than it has been, although we did revert to hoofing it away when under pressure second half. Uh, I think he was trying to play Fleming in a way that Fleming doesn't want to play, hence their spat on the touchline yesterday. I think you're right. I think he was trying to tell him that let me do it this way, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, no, no. Uh, we don't lack fitness, we lack physicality. Leeds and West Brom players, huge to us. It takes its toll in the second half. Uh, agree with you, agree with what you both said. There's three of us, okay. But Fleming is going backwards to try to get forwards because he doesn't get service. So, what's he supposed to do? Uh, good evening, Big E. Hope you're well. Has Zian worked out that Gary and Adam can't coach or know what they're doing? So, he's switched off. Um, when he's when he scored Wednesday, there was no effect in being happy he scored. Uh, I think Fleming wanted to move to Lazio, Seville, Champions League football and all that. Uh, George Saville needs to play with Mrs. Ability. Yeah, George Saville's one we're talking about second that's, half as That's well. actually my dad and I, who, who put that comment on there. And I'm so pleased because he knows how pissed off I am at the moment that George Saville is our fourth choice midfielder. It is a joke. No, it's it fine. A, it, no, it's not happy. Okay, we'll come to that second half. So, yeah, listening to you with the missus, please say hello to Lorna. Hello, Lorna. Hello, Lorna. Thanks, thanks, for, allowing, thanks for allowing Lee to um to say, you know, to, to, to listen to us live. And uh, I won't repeat the WhatsApp message you sent us either because that's just, that's just. Oh, Mickey. Oh, no, you've done it, man. <laughs> I'll bet he wants my numbers now to give me shit. Uh, great, great show, fellas. Well done. Thank you, Nigel. Um, if you're a first-time listener to the show, please get in touch um, and all that. So, yeah, um, and we'll go from there. So, yeah, uh, Kate Leonard, um, fit player of the season, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where are we? Yep, sorry, never explained. Oh, well, our names, right, okay. I can put our names up in a minute, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Rat subs were geared to not to lose instead of nicking a win like we did at Borough. Why? I don't know, fella. Nice to see you, mine. Um, yeah, no doubt we're um, we're bumping into each other at some game. Be nice to have a little chat at some point. Say uh, face to the face to the name and all that. Um, bring Savile back. Yeah, I think that's the that's the wish on everyone's list, mate. Is bring Savile back. Question, do you reckon Zian will go in the January transfer window? Possibly. To be fair, start of this season, I think it's equals our longest period in the club's history in the second tier. I think you're about right, to be fair. I think you are. The I only place Fleming's down in January, Mickey's probably Gillingham, the way he's playing. I reckon Steve, I reckon Steve Samper and Bellina would be better off playing. Trust me, front. trust me. It, you, I'll send you some highlights of the charity game that we played at the dead. You don't want me anywhere near... A football pitch, yeah. No. Guys, it was daylight robbery and a point away from home. Right, there we go. Savile, only player with some bite and he can't get on the pitch. There we go. If you're commenting now, we will come to them in a bit. 
Um, so yeah, I suppose we've finished the first. We've finished the first half. Is there, we're coming up to the end of the first half, um, and there is a little bit of stoppage time, no doubt. Um, Bradders injury. That's not a good sign, is it? No, it's not. Um, especially yeah, now we've reserved. Now we've reverted, reverted to the two up top. I think I really was looking forward to Nisbet <clears throat> and Bradders striking up some sort of partnership. And that's gone fucking up the shitter after one game, isn't it? So, yeah, gutting. You know how much I love Bradders. So, I'm, I, hopefully it's not too bad. Because we're going to need him as well. Otherwise, as I said, Imaku is going to be starting, right? Well, you see, could this, could this be the same as last season? Last season, Rowett's hand got forced for injury where we had to then start playing the back four. Now, is his hand going to be forced again, where he's going to have to be putting the Maku um, and possibly Essay up as attackers with with Fleming sitting in that number 10 position? Because then all of a sudden, we've got some pace up front and we could potentially do a little bit of um, a little bit of damage, possibly. So, yeah, what, what do you think? What I think should happen is, I think, I think we should, I, I would go Fleming and a Maku. I would put Fleming, I'd get if you want to still go with the two, uh, I'd get the two of them up front and, and say to Fleming, right, you know, drag us through, see what you can, you know, find find a spark back, and then you've got the pace of a Maku, um, you know, to, to help him. But what's probably going to happen is we're going to play Duncan Watmore as a lone striker, and we're just going to shore up the midfield because because it's it's just not going it, to it, we're just not going to we're not he's not going to be brave. Again, lots of people say, um, you know, there's a fella at Leeds. I think is is it, is it Gray? Something Gray, who's who's playing a youngster who's playing every week, and there's other players Archie that are Gray. playing. Yeah, that are playing every week. Um, give him a chance. What's the worst that can happen with a Maku? Give him a chance. Let him let him 100%. try and find his feet. Hundred percent. This is that graph I was looking at earlier. So that's the West Brom team. You boys can see that, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the West Brom, basically average player position throughout the game. Nice mix, nice and wide, plenty of room to attack. And you see how the, their number five has got quite open space in the middle to get through. Yeah, there's ours. If yeah, it's just, it just, it just very, screams. very congested. Yeah, it's just, it's just narrow. It's just narrow, and I get that's. That's how Robert wants to play, but as and this is this is what I'm saying. We've got, bringing it back to the whole Bradshaw injury. If you want to play narrow, that's mm. fine. That's that's mm. not a problem. But you have to have someone on the end of it that can run in behind. And yeah. and Bradshaw, whilst he might be able to do that, isn't getting an opportunity to. If we're resorting to have to play a Maku, which yeah. I think he should be given a chance, you've got to give him the right service. Get it in behind. Yeah, Don't care yeah. if he's narrow. He can stay. He can run straight down the pitch as much as he wants. If he's going to get in in behind, he's going to have chances. No, I totally agree. And and also, you know, I think we've got to take our cap off to um, to Bart as well because I mean, he, you know, he was he was left out most of last season as such, and Long was there. Long's gone, and he's still not the number one as such. But he's come in and he's, you know, he's played two games and had two clean sheets. I mean, this is his safe and yes. Lennon's just got to be careful just inside his own box. That's a really good ball back. And that's great defending by Longman and Bart between them to keep that ball out of the Millwall net. But Millwall living on their nerves at the moment.
very, very instinctive save and something I don't think Long would have done. Uh, yesterday, yeah, I think Bart was was very good. I thought he, he had quite a good game. I mean, to be honest with you, Mickey, one of us could have gone in goal against Rotherham and we probably would have kept a clean sheet. So, you know, I, I, I get his all confidence, which is fine. But yesterday, I thought Bart had a good game. A couple of shaky moments, but I still think he's he's not played a lot of football for, for a long time. And I think he's still getting a little bit of match sharpness. But look, if you if you had the if you had the choice, really, if you had the choice, w- would you want George Long in goal having Sarkic out, or would you want to go back to Bart? Personally, I think we accept that Bart is coming to the end of his career. But like yesterday, those instinctive saves, I don't think you get that from George Long. No, I, I, just I, my opinion. I, 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 I think you're right. I think you're right. Anyway, gents, we're on to nearly forty-seven and a half. We've got two and a half minutes of added time. Um, we're going to take a little break, enough time for you to um, run, grab a glass of water. You ain't really got enough time to grab a cup of tea. So, um, so yeah, we're going to break on this half and we're going to leave you with a couple of uh, old goals from Paul Moody. Another rampaging run down the right from Matt Lawrence, set up goal number two. Harris's header back off the post, but Paul Moody on hand to complete the job. this stage in spite of the presence of Alan McCleary Paul Moody returning to the manor ground put another nail in their coffin and so to the Sixfield Stadium and a six goal thriller against Northampton Town Paul Moody putting Millwall in front It was now time for Millwall to turn on their party pieces. Harris with a little step over and chip to the far post. And Moody yet again to score with his head. Welcome back to the second half. Um, I love watching those old clips. Um, so do I, but I tell you what, I tell you what, the state of our, the, the, the six-yard box at the den, Jesus Christ. I was going to say, from those clips, all I got was fucking hell, how good was Neil Harris? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how good was Paul Moody? Yeah. Paul Moody was great. I mean, I just have to give a shout-out to the clip. I mean, the, the clips there... The clips I'm using are from um, a guy who used to have a YouTube channel called um, Jonesy. And unfortunately, there was another channel what kept using his footage without giving him credit. Um, and he's just blocked his channel down because obviously he don't want other people using his stuff without giving him credit. So I have to give him credit for that. Um, Jonesy, they are the clips what I've, I've got from you, um, what's still there. So, you know, I've got links to your... Um, I'm your, your private YouTube now. So, yeah, thanks very much for them. And again, the clips at the end of the show um, from another old player 
who I'll be playing again, um, come from uh, his YouTube. Hopefully, at some point, he will reactivate it because, um, mate, he, he put some effort in. He went through all the DVDs and basically put through everybody's goals. So, you know, there's Cascarino, there's Sheridan's, there's, um, there's um, Paul Shaw, there's um kim's it oh mate the players on there were unreal so um so yeah absolutely hun will so um yeah listen if i use any credit where anyone gives it uh anything what we post across our channels if you post something on, t on twitter or such uh, and we wanted to put it across our socials we would just you know drop your dm and just say look we'll give you credit can we use you so um i just think that's fair he's put a lot of effort in and um yeah, it's just a, a little tip of the hat to say um, great stuff. So, yeah, right. Where did these comments start and we missed? Um, oh, God, where are we? There we go, isn't it? It was uh, Daylight Robbery. Uh, um, there we go. I was wondering, could you not put your link up on mill sites um, like Hoff or Facebook, etc.? If this is allowed, of course, I've got no issues. I mean, I can speak to Hoff if 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 they be Facebook. We're on. We we post um, we post on there, so this link gets when we set the the schedule. This goes up on there. So um, yeah, but again, it's all you guys. If you if you sub. Subscribe to us on YouTube when you put the um, nomination, the nomination, you put the notification bell on when we post. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Something, it will then flag you and then you can just copy the link into football groups, whatever it is. Um, more and more people are finding us, which is great. Again, you know, little things like liking our stuff, retweeting our tweets, et cetera, et cetera, liking on Facebook, re, you know, reposting stuff on Facebook, all that. Just gives us a... Um, just gives us a, that little bit of help to, to get in front of more and more people. Um, we only do this, really. We, we, we just do it because we like it. And we'll come to an email later on where it's emails like that, what what make it, um, you know, what make it all worthwhile for us. So, um, yeah, that's what we do. So, yeah. Um, right. How does our player recruitment go? Does Gary Rowett identify targets and NAA, et cetera, go and get them? Or does AA Scout identify and get targets. Um, personally, what I've been told by someone very close to the to the management side that most of the signings we got in last year were all down to Gary Rowett. If that's true or not, I've got no idea. I can't I can't walk up to Gary and ask him. Um, you, you know the stock joke answering, Mickey. Aldo loads up football manager, goes through the database and picks someone. 
<laughs> Absolutely. On, um, a, on, a, on that note, though, just before we move on there, really, though, how much should... I know head of recruitment suggests that it's his job to find the players, but does that re- surely Gary Rowett must have more of a say in it than 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 what we think? Because he's the one who's ultimately his job's the one that gets scrutinised every week. He's the one who's got to coach and, and pick these players. Surely he has more of a say in it than than um, than anyone else at the club. I don't. Know. I would love the club to give us access to to Gary Rowett or even Aldo. Or, or some players. So I'd love to be able to have access to that. But unfortunately... Um, it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. I think it's, you know, the problem is, is that I understand why the club don't. If they give us access, then every other channel over a set limit or, or over a set will go, well, we want access too. And then mm. it's into a bum fight and all that lot. Um, you know, you, 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 you've got to look at it in two ways. It's, yes, we'd love the access, but also you've got to look at with getting the access, you're going to have to take some responsibility where you're probably, it will be preload, not preloaded questions, but it will be pre-submitted questions so that they know what's coming and whatnot. So it wouldn't necessarily be how we like to do stuff where we just, we do off the cuff, you know, we might ask a question and then all of a sudden something else comes in our head and then we'll ask that and it mm. might be the way um, they want us to do. But yeah, we're, we're see on that one. So yeah. Uh, Joe says, with no Nisbet and Bradders available on Saturday, I would like to see us play Amaku and Zian up front. Yes, yes, with absolutely. With SA in the 10 behind. Zian has been ineffective in the 10 lately. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. I'd like to see that, but it won't happen. No. Uh, Gary now will break the bank now and get Kiefer Moore or we are fucked. Or we're fucked. Um, I don't think Kiefer Moore is going to come in. And we've got nothing until January, so we've got no one coming in until January. That's so. quite a good call, though. Amaku and what more up front? Well, based based on the clips you've just seen, mate, as well. Big man, small man, that definitely could work. Yeah, and Chris has Chris has been around a bit. Um, he's a bit of an old bastard compared to us to <laughs> us three. So um, I can say that because like I'm here and Chris is wherever he is. Um, yeah, as long as he. As long as you don't catch hold of me at a game, I'll be fine. So, I'm all right, I'm all right. He's old school, he knows I'm joking. Um, why so many injuries? Are we just unlucky or is it training during the week? See, now I think that, uh, we raised this before, I think it's something to do with the training ground. I think the training ground can't be um, upgraded and I think playing at the, playing the state-of-the-art pitches. And our, our pitches, let's be honest, these are state-of-the-art state-of-the-art pitch. I mean, it's, it's a hybrid grass, so there's real grass and, and a high percentage of AstroTurf there with a mix. Um, and I think that probably has a benefit of a um, of a softer playing um, surface compared to the training ground, especially if we've got, you know, a cold day in um, in Bromley. We've got no undersoil heating or anything else. So I think, you know, there, there could be um, problems there. Do you think as well it's noticeable since Rowett's been in charge that we've done a lot more training at the actual ground? Yeah. You see a lot more pictures of them training at the ground than you do at the training ground. And I, I, I know it's been identified and we've, you know, we've the new training ground. Harris spoke about it at the evening and it's, it's obviously a topic of conversation. But Rowett's clearly looked at it and gone, this isn't good enough. 
I think it's that. And also, I think that Rowett likes to keep things a little bit under his act, doesn't he? So I think with playing at the ground, you can control who sees it because there are a lot of fans who will go to the training ground and post videos mm. or do bits and pieces, speak about stuff. Um, and pretty much what you're doing then is you're giving the opposition, you know, hints, tips, whatever it is. So I think some of that's probably, uh, the you know, the fact, same as now they train, they seem to train on stuff I've seen recent where they seem to train right over the other point. So, um, yeah, we're waiting to see on that one. So, yeah, uh, I will pick Zion Fleming, um, packs his bags in January, weak pen, no bit, lost his bottle. Uh, good point, our injuries. Gary uh, could force Gary's selection with fewer options, give the youngsters a good run. Uh, stat attack. Only five players have started more than five of our nine games so far this season. Very unsettled team compared to last season. But that's because he doesn't know the that he doesn't know his best team. That's why there's changes every week because he doesn't he doesn't know who is better. And I know the Hutchinson and Sarkic injury and his bit whatever, but he just he doesn't know his best team, and that's the problem, or big problem. Yeah, no, I think I think you're probably right there. Um, Fleming, January two pound fifty bid to Charlton. Uh, Joe's back on again. Joe, if you want to come on, mate, just fucking drop me your WhatsApp or drop Stephen a WhatsApp, and we'll give you the the link to come on, mate. Save your fingers typing, but then again, you're probably watching a film with your missus and we're in your earpiece or something. It was Barbie again tonight, I think, was the choice of, of movie for Joe. Oh, is he watching I Barbie think, again? I Did think so, his, yeah. Is he wearing his pink pyjamas as well? Is he, he, or is he, are we not meant to say that bit? I don't know. His cat's out of the bag now. Oh, well, you know, pictures to follow. Um, I want, I like what more? I like what more, Chris, but I'd rather have a Mac. I was talking to Chris Brown, okay. Um, Zianessa in front of him um, for the Swansea game. What more can come on on the later in the game? He can only manage 30 minutes before he tires anyway. Um, does anyone know, do the club have scouts? Um, what you mean, like in an evening where, you know, you wear the toggle and all that? Oh, no, no, no you mean scout. Um, I don't know. Uh, it all depends on who's um, who's in Alex's um, friendship group on Football Manager, I think. Um, you know, try and befriend him, send him a link, see if you can get him on. Um, we we would have scouts, wouldn't we? Yeah, no, I think we I think we have got scouts. Who they are or whatnot, I don't know. But again, you know, if Gary's the one making a lot of the decisions, then he's probably flying out to see players. To be fair, and he or Aldo's out to see players. So, um, so yeah, who's that? Where are we? Serious question. Serious question. Apart from Bob Pearson's, I've never wet, met one in all my life's. All oh, right, following on from there. So yeah, there, it was. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So does anyone know do the club of scouts? You know, like the old days, fellas who watch games, non-league, etc. Or is it just this kid Aldo sat on a laptop? Serious question. Um, apart from yeah, serious question. Apart from Bob Pierce, uh, Bob Pearson, I've never met anyone in all my years. Um, Honestly, I'll go and do it. I'll do it. I'll go and be a scout. I'm a bit old for all that now. (laughs) So, yeah. And I know fuck all about football. So, yeah. Um, Grab a beer. Yeah, no problem, mate. Uh, Just just going back to the scouts, Mickey. Sorry, mate. I'll just do a very quick search on Google and two young fellas have popped up on my LinkedIn as first-team scouts. Ben Green. 
and <laughs> yeah, <David Jones. laughs> um, Paul Moody, two thousand and one. He was a big lump, five nil, um, the home to Oldham. Yeah, one of those clips I think was Oldham as well. So yeah, um, fit Neil Harris in this team. Yeah. Doesn't get the service. Yeah. Why can 19-year-old Cuffey play 90 and Essay and Maku get 10s? Fucking hell, copy and paste is a result for you, isn't it, Darren? That's what you posted on Friday as well, fella. So, yeah, I don't forget, mate. Uh, we could do with a Moody-type player now, 100%. Uh, I wish Watmore um, would look up sometimes because he gets into great positions with the ball but ends up running into a dead end. Moody or Dicchio? That's that's a question and a half, isn't it? Oh, look, there's another one now. Paul, Mer Paul Moody versus Richard Sadler. Ooh. I'd have Sadler over Moody, but Moody over Dickio. Mm. Mm. Can't possibly say anything there, mate. It's, that's your opinion. Um, but obviously, you know, we're not going to say you're wrong. Uh, don't get me wrong, Cuffy is an impressive, um, even being played out of position. Bring the pace and hunger of SA and Amaku, no brainer. Uh, love seeing the old goals. We've got some more for you at the end, so don't panic. And we've got a little a little surprise what we throw at you to see if people are interested in that. Uh, these two guys only know about it because I told them about 20 seconds before going on air. Uh, and they seem to like it, so hopefully you will. I love seeing those because um, newer supporters have never seen them. And that's your idea. I think it's all about... The problem is what... I think is that there's a lot of our generation or a lot of the goals and, and stuff with Millwall where the newer generation coming in, and it's no disrespect to them, but the newer generation coming in, a lot of this stuff isn't available. A lot of this stuff isn't around unless you've got some of the old DVDs, the games. I mean, I buy, buy quite a few when I see them on, you, on eBay and stuff um, and then go from there. So, yeah. Um, okay. Three me sorry. Just was... just on that subject of the old goals and talking about old things, it's a little bit of a, a question for you both. And um, on this day, and you might have seen this if you've seen social media today. On this day in two thousand and two, someone played for us. Uh, someone signed for us, and mm. he's two of the goals that he scored are the only goals Millwall have ever scored in the competition. Who is it? I saw that video as well. And I can't fucking think to the life of me who it is now. Um, ben? Signed for us in 2002. I've seen it. Someone's just commented on YouTube. I can just, I've just seen it come up onto my left. He's got it right. He's a bit further down. For those oh, that, for those that, um, that aren't, it, uh, Dennis Wise signed for us on this day in 2002. And the two goals he scored were the two goals in Europe because they're the only yeah. goals we've ever scored in European football. Yeah, it's a little fact for you all. Um, yeah, I recall her name, Jones. Yeah, credit, mate. The work he put in to that channel. I listen, Jonesy. If you're listening or you see this, get back in touch with me, fella, because I would, I, I would love to, you know, get those videos and I would just do it private. I would keep it private and just do, you know, do what we're doing there and clip them, and I'll give you full credit. Put your, you know, who sponsored your channel and all that, mate. Whichever way you want to do it, but I think. They are a gold mine, and even maybe put you in touch with Gaza because Gaza would probably love to have those on his show, mate, on his um on his website, mate. So you know, there's there's a um there's possibly a a match made in heaven there between you, mate. But listen, 
I'll help you out. So, yeah, whichever. Um, white kit, my fave. When I first started going in 1974, we all we wore all white kits, 100%. Only me. Good evening, Tony. The Joker's back. Um, Tony, what time is it in New Zealand right now? Well, where you are? Let us know. Uh, Joe, I wouldn't play Zian. I would have had SA as a number 10. Uh, this is the best Millwall channel by a country mile. Well done, Mickey. Seps. Um, oh, Stephen, our real, our really wool fans love it. Um, I like a fake one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Saying that, right? Just, just a little bit of a deviation. <laughs> when I done the AMS battle, and when obviously I was in another position, which I don't like talking about. Um, there was I upset. No, he hates he hates mentioning it, guys. Yeah, don't, don't bring up yeah, don't yeah, bring yeah, up yeah, the yeah, fan yeah. on the board because Mickey hates no. it. Yeah, the second one, and then I closed the position after me, so they couldn't handle any more like me. But no, um, it was quite funny. There was a there's a, a certain group of fans um, who hate me. To be fair, um, because of things I did and you know whatnot, because. Um, I called them out on things and whatnot, and they didn't necessarily like it. But there was a certain group of fans who, um, on a certain Facebook channel, um, decided to try and call me out for being Chelsea. And, um, yeah, they were like, you know, oh, he's a season ticket holder, he's done this and done that. And you're like, mate, really? Fuck it all. Yeah, Chelsea of all teams still. Um, yeah, I'm not Chelsea, I'm all, but it's funny. Um, uh, where are we? Who's AA? Um, they're a bit like the RAC, but different. They they drive the yellow vans. No, I'm joking. Uh, AA is Aldo Aldridge, um, who used to be the Summit News reporter and started News at Den many years ago before it was sold to Summit News. He used to be a journo, and um, then he went into Millwall. Then he went to Stoke as head of recruitment, and now he's back in his head of recruitment, player operations, etc., etc., etc. I don't know his full job title. Maybe one of, the, one of the two other lads can Google it and see exactly what his job title is. But, yeah. Uh, hi. Uh, uh, can you get Gary Rowan here? Do you know what? I would love to have Gary Rowan on here. Oh, I'd love and it. I, I'd and, love it. And I have got a meeting with the club soon, uh, hopefully. And I will try my best um, to see. Because I know of other channels what I've got him on. And they've got him on without necessarily going through the club and, and he's come on. But I, I'd like to do it the proper way because then it opens up further doors going down the line. I don't really want to... Can we, him, if we but... do get him, can the person that interviews him is Ben after a few Stellars? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I'd probably run out of very few people defending him, to be fair. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. So, yeah. Um, should have sold Fleming. Um, is a proper... Many can't, I think you mean Moni, so yeah. Um, where's the lad that needed to ring the Samaritans? Has anyone seen him since Lee Peters? He looked gutted. Uh, I don't know where Dan is, he's about, I think, but yeah, I don't know. I can't he do he is still alive, he is still yeah. alive. He's still in the group <laughs> chat, so yeah. Um, heard we're gonna play 9 1 1. Um, I don't understand this idea of running two forwards. Of the same style, how do they play off each other? That's a good theory. I told you, look, see, old school, mate. That's it. Um, but I don't know who that Mickey is because that's not how you spell my name. So that's that Mickey's got two black eyes and he goes out with Minnie. Um, nah, Gary is never doing an interview unless it's a cupcake. Unless it's a cupcake, he's made his opinion. He's made his opinion of things like that very, very clear. 
Uh, it must be something with the training ground, how many players are having problems with their quads. Uh, to be fair, I'd done my quads playing in that charity game the year before on the pitch. I was on there for about 30 minutes and then I'd done my, um, my quads. And it fucking hurt like a bastard. Uh, how much do you want to bet we will sign Keith for more in January? You can screenshot this um, before I say I told you so. Oh, my God. Another one of fucking Mystic Joe's fucking predictions. Um, I don't think any have come up right yet. Have they boys in the group chat? I don't think they have. So, yeah. Players say every week, end of. Mate, we've got to get through these. Joe's out, but no chance. He doesn't want to be here. Uh, but he won't. There we go. Um, where are we? Need several back. Right, I'm going to flick through these. Uh, yes, scouting. Yes, Ben, scouting the scouts. Uh, yeah. uh, no age means nothing. More experience, the better. I would love to see. I'd love to do it as well as scouting. I mean, um, uh, we have no plan B. We don't even have a plan A, mate, to be fair. We definitely don't have a plan C. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my God. This boy don't shut up, does he? Moore didn't turn us down. Moore, the club kept him as their other transfer target fell through. And the other the other transfer target is um, was the lad from Holland as well, uh, which we spoke about last one. It's all VHS. Yeah, there is. Um, and we'll come to this in a minute because um, about something else in a minute. So, yeah. Why has he got there? Uh, I noticed um, it's not flavour in a month for many comeback lottery Larry. Call lottery Larry there in the peanut man, eh? Ben May. Now, Ben May, I would love to get Ben May. Ben May would be great with me on the show. Uh, what about the other two or three times we tried to sign in Joe? Oh, there's a there's a battle going on there. Uh, 2005. Uh, sorry, Wise Goals 2004. Oh, we got your question. 10.05 a.m. on Monday morning. See, we're time travellers. Mate, we've got to get through these quotes. We're, we're getting through them, so thing. Um, don't know about the times, mate. I don't know. Okay. Uh, is there any on there what we want? Oh, there we go. Can I ask a little Millwall teaser? Go on in, fella. You, you do you, it. Do it. Go on, off you go. You do it. Um, if you had Rout on the show on VidCall, we'd sit... He'd sit with his back to the wall, inviting pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not getting anyone now, are we? Um, we're winning our next game into the playoffs. I think you're right. I think we will do all right. Um, Moody had a change of pace, slow or dead slow. Uh, best meal will go, you each remember, fellas, one each. Okay, we'll come to that at the end. Uh, I have loads of DVDs of Goals to Law, 98, 81, 90, uh, 88, 91. Yeah, I've got, I've, I've got a load on a on another YouTube um, channel stored on there, a private YouTube channel with um, quite a few of those. So, yeah. Um, no battle, just pissed off Gary Rowett going for more. Right, there we go. Um, right, we're going to go back to that star comment, like I said I would. Ben, Um We'll come to that one in a minute. It's not the comment I thought it would be. Fleming, go on in. Go on in, Ben. Give us your um your your bits on Fleming then. Uh no. I Between said, you and Stephen, you can have a debate. Go on, off you go. I'm gonna sit back and, and most of it earlier, to be fair, mate. No, I, I just think my vodka. For, for me, it wasn't necessarily it's not necessarily the form it 
that he's in now. I said it a few times. When when you want your star man to drag you through times when you're struggling or your most important games, he didn't do it enough for me last year. If he was that man that we all thought we had at the beginning of last year, I think we'd have won quite a few of those games where we struggled. Again, talk about the ones that, that stick out to me. Hull away, non-existent. Wigan away, non-existent. You could go for them. I just think that last 10, 12 games, he just didn't help the team and he started the same way as he did this year. So, yeah, if you go back to that question, would I have sold him when we got the offers? I think I said it at the time, I'd have driven him to Burnley myself and I ain't that far from me, but I would have driven down and picked him up and driven him back up to get £10 million for him. There's a good comment there, though, and I think he's right. People turning on Fleming very quick, but did he not not did he not start the same last season? I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go in on Fleming, but I agree with Ben that there's clearly for a while now there's been an issue because what you look at <clears throat> you look at most teams that are not Man City or Real Madrid, they have you know, you've got your star players, your Mavericks, your players that, you know, other teams in the league fear when they come up against them. And for a while, you'd hear a lot of the other channels, you'd hear a lot of supporters talking, <clears throat> all the noise was about Zian Fleming. Every week, it was, it was he's the one that we're, we're struggling to, uh, that teams don't want to play against. But now, no one talks about him. They, it, it's just, he's just another Millwall player at the moment. And I don't want to, uh, it, it might sound like I'm, I am being very critical of him. I, I don't think we're playing to his, his strengths. I don't I think, think we've played to his strengths for a while. But I, I think that is that if you were to stun Gary Rowett up, that would be, you know, if he was to leave tomorrow, what would you know, what would you say about Gary Rowett? And I say he's probably his, big, his biggest downfall is he plays players in positions he thinks they should play in, not what they think they should play in. Yeah. And, and ultimately, I I think it's now look it is looking like a bad decision that we didn't take the money in in the summer because we're now not going to get anywhere near that for him based on, on how it's going at the moment. And I think it was I think it was brave of the club to keep him. Don't get me wrong. Really brave to keep him because they, they thought he was going to kick on and push on this season. But unfortunately, we're now going to be in a position where I don't think he's going to go down the route of we're going to lose him for free. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, perhaps at the end of next summer, someone will come in. He might, you know, something. You don't know what's going to happen for the season either. But it, it just seems the whole Fleming saga from middle of or back end of last season over the summer all of the talk of him going he's staying he's going he's staying I just think everything that has, has culminated in a lack of confidence a lack of belief and he's possibly playing for a manager that isn't playing the way to get the best out of him at the moment no I think you're right um let's move on um that that's a good shout for a good goal and again uh, Gazza's when there. I'll take Gazza because he's he knows he knows his onions, mate. So yeah, but that there didn't he do the same against? Didn't he do the same for Oldham as well? Do a yeah, he a, did. A massive yeah, he did. There. Uh, be careful driving in Burnley, Ben. Then Nicky Wills. Uh, I think he's had a fallout of Rowett, and they don't agree with the style of play. I think you're probably right there, Baz. Um, let's see our next two home games. Zian turns up and fucks off to Palace. 
in jam for 15 million. Um, was it? I played Fleming up front, apart from the goals. He hardly did anything last year, no assists. Play him up front, I've always said it. Uh, I would now. Uh, I would try him up front now with, with the striker crisis. I, I can't. I don't. I don't see why it wouldn't hurt to, to give him yeah. a chance. Huh? I reckon he score. I reckon he could still score ten to fifteen this season. I'm not going to mention uh, anyone else because last time I mentioned him, I fucking jinxed the poor fucker. So yeah. Um, right, Stephen. I'm going to flip through some of these things as you're talking. Um, give us your rant on Savile, mate. Uh, I'm going to go full on Ben here when he was trying to defend Billy Mitchell and Tom Bradshaw a couple of weeks ago or last week against Leeds. George Savile was our best player last season. I know we've spoke about Fleming one player of the season and Bradshaw was second. You know, I'm not going to get into a conspiracy theory, but it was clearly obvious that the club wanted Fleming to win the player of the season award. But George Savile was our best player. When he didn't play, when he wasn't on the pitch, he was it, it was noticeable. How Gary Rowett can sit there and have him as our fourth choice midfielder. We talk about needing leaders. We talk about needing players that understand what it takes to play for Mill. We talk about needing a little bit of bite and, and someone that's not afraid of a challenge. George Savile is all of those things and he is sat on the bench. You uh, People can tell me how good this uh, this Campbell is. You can tell me how good it is. And Billy Mitchell, look, fine. Uh, you know, it, you, you, we can have that discussion. But if you're telling me that George Savile has gone from our best player last year to, to being fourth choice and not getting any minutes in a game where we're being overrun in midfield, something has gone completely and utterly wrong. And uh, it, it, he's, he's either had a falling out with Raul or he's not fit. But if he wasn't fit, he wouldn't be picked to go and play in the Northern Ireland squad, would he? It, uh, it's, uh, honestly, uh, it's pissing me right off. So then... Your message to Gary Rowett would be, play him. Uh, what's, what, harm, what harm would there be, realistically, after Saturday, you know, Savile and Denore in the midfield? Why not try it? Your best player from last year, and, you know, Denore's played very well. I'm not saying he should come out of the team, but I just, you know, I, I just cannot understand how you go. Uh, even to the point of yesterday, he brought on Billy Mitchell. Okay, fine. You know, he might have wanted some, you know, people that can get around the pitch. I'm not saying that it was wrong to bring on another midfielder, but why, why are you not playing your player? It's like the, the argument at the start of the season. Tom Bradshaw was top goal scorer last year, but he wasn't getting picked. George Savile was arguably our best player. He's not getting picked. There's something not right there. It's just not right. There's a, there's a comment there. Do you think Savile's carrying a knock from the international game? Well, why is he in the squad then? Why is he in this? I just, yeah, I, I, I could honestly, I could go on about this for the rest of the show. I'm not because, uh, you know, we've got other things to talk about and then nobody wants to hear me just go on a massive rant. But it just, it just baffles me. It just baffles There's a comment further on. I can, I've just got it on my screen on the left. Savile should be captain, never mind sub. Have you not seen it? Look, it's there. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, I, I, I wouldn't. I'm a professional. Come on. I just, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's baffling. It, it's absolutely baffling. And I get you want to improve and you want to move forward. But to me, what does Alan Cat Is it Alan Campbell? It's Alan Campbell, isn't it? What does he do that George Savile doesn't? Yeah. Someone in the comments, anyone, what does he do? What does Campbell do that George Savile don't? 
Ben's got a smirk on his face and it's just annoying me. No, mate, I 100% <laughs> agree. Look, I, I love Sam. Well, you know that. Um, I don't... It, I, what I was going to come in on and say was, why would you go and get a... I like Cam, by the way. I really do. And I think he'll be useful for us when he's fit, but I wouldn't... They're, they're, again, they're, they're similar players, right? It's what we spoke about the other day on the lead show, that, that you've got between him, Sav, Denor, Mitchell... Maybe not Denor, but you know what I mean? They're all, they're all just central midfielders or box-to-box. Or, well, maybe not Mitchell in the box-to-box, but they're all, they're all central midfielders. So mm. when we look at our recruitment again, it's a bit like, why would you go and get a very similar player to, to Savile? Um, but yeah, I love Sav. I'm the, I, I, whoever said the captain thing, I, I'd be yeah in 100% agreement. I think he should be captain. I really thought you were going to go the other way because with your no, no, no. laugh, I was going to say, no. if you if please don't. <laughs> Not no, yeah, I, 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 I was smirking more on the Campbell things. I do like Campbell. I thought he, I think he will be useful for us. He did well for Luton last year. Um, I, I think he will be useful, but it's just that, yeah, where do you fit them all in? And a game like Saturday, game like Saturday, as we said, screaming out for Savile probably second half to get a bit of impetus in the game, bit of experience, smash a few people, get us back into it. Or, or even I was saying, how many times does Savile win a foul? When you're under pressure, he, he he has an ability to win a free kick and it get you up the pitch, or as you say, take someone out when you need to, or or, or take one for the team. I just, it, I I cannot believe that he's gone from being first name on the team sheet to to fourth choice midfielder, and and you'd argue as well, you'd argue. I know they play different formation, uh, different positions, but someone like George Honeyman, who is likely going to be used in a central position based on this the system when he comes back in, if he gets back in, is he going to be another one that's moving ahead of him? I just can't, I just, I just don't get it. I don't, I, I really don't. Okay. I, I, it's, it's absolutely mind boggling really that we don't, um, we're not playing Savile because he, he, he gets what we're about. Do you know what I mean? He 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 is a Millwall type player. He knows that some days he'll have to go, um, he'll have to go for a player or or make a mess, you know, do things and all that lot. So yeah, he's he's good as gold. Do you know what I mean? So, and and also when you say that, that's the biggest thing and the biggest problem with the Leeds game. We didn't have, apart from Jake Cooper, who's not the sort to go in and smash someone because he's not really, he's not that type of defender. We didn't have anybody out there against Leeds that that really, really wanted it and, and would stick a foot in as much as maybe what Hutchinson would and what Savile did. And, and it shows. I'm not saying we need someone to go in and smash everyone every week. Obviously not. But it just, it, it just, oh, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. We talk, we sp- we talk about Gary Rowett. I, I said it the other day on the show. Gary Rowett doesn't um, doesn't use the Millwall crowd. He doesn't use the Millwall way to his advantage, and he never has. And it just goes to show he won't put players in that understand what it takes to play for the club. He'd rather play someone who's unfit and on loan. It, it just does. It don't add up. It don't add up. And that comment, if if uh, honestly, if when Sean Hutchinson is fit, Leonard Hutchinson and Cooper are the back three for me Murray Wallace goes he was shocking he was shocking yesterday yeah no I totally agree I mean and I love 
I love, sorry, I love Murray. He was on our table at the season awards. Great value, and he he cares. He does care. You can see that he cares about the club, and he wants us to do well. But nah. Let's go to player ratings. Player ratings for yesterday. Um, we had Tom Bradshaw. Obviously, didn't play ninety minutes. He got a six point five. Duncan Watmore got a six point five. Ryan Longman um, six point nine. Zian Fleming six point five. Alan Campbell, 6.7. Uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey got a 6.8. Casper Denor got 7.1. Ryan Leonard, 7.2. Murray Wallace got a 7.1. Jake Cooper got 70, uh, 7.2. And Bart got 7.3, making him man of the match on those um, statistics. What's your thoughts on on that? Murray Wallace was our third or fourth highest rated player. Are they taking a piss? Uh, Murray Wallace, where are we? Let's have a look. On um, flash score as well, Stephen. He was well, he was our second highest rated player. He was seven point four according no, to flash score. So, so, so. He had <laughs> fifty five touches of the ball. I, I, honestly, I couldn't care less how many touches. And he had one he had. shot. On, and he had one shot on target, allegedly. Nah. Clearance is six. So yeah. Um Leonard, Cooper, <clears throat> Denore, Bart. I actually thought Norton Cuffey was okay. Um I thought all of those were, were better. I thought Leonard Leonard has just been he's just been superb and he, he's just and I, I tweeted it and it a lot of people had liked the tweet and had interacted with it about the fact he was close to being shown the door. In in uh, over the summer, he, they offered him a deal, but it was kind of like a mm, we'll offer you one. But I think I think it was all up in the air whether he was going to get any game time. And now uh, he's first name on team sheet. He's I, been I, superb. I think a, a big part of that would have been just due to his injuries, right? Because I, I, yeah, the last course, yeah. two three years he has been brilliant for us, really, and it has really just been his injuries that have slowed him down. I think he'd have been knocking on the door for player of the year last year, right? Yes. Absolutely, uh, I, I, it's it's interesting because I think I don't. Has he played? He's probably played what six or seven. Has he played all of them, or he not have made appearances in all of them, all the games so far? That that who, worries me uh, because it means who Leonard? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's what I mean. I know we're talking about how many games he he's, he might play for us, but clearly, if he is a bit fitter. Um, and he is being able to play more games, then it seems like an absolutely brilliant um, deal to have got over the line over the summer. Uh, I'm flicking through your comments because obviously it's quicker doing this, so you'll be able to see that they're they're on. Um, but yeah, we're coming towards the end of the show now, um, taking stoppage time and stuff. So yeah, not a lot left of uh, of the time to go. But I have to say, um, you guys with a comments rate are fucking smashing it out of the park. Um, looking at the stats on the on the comments um, on the live stats, there. I mean, they are. Um, let's just refresh that a minute. Um, they are definitely coming in fast and fast. Um, yeah, nearly two hundred comments um, have come in today for for the show um and i think 
Fridays and, and the one before were again, you know, around the same and over. I think what you call each one was about 200 and 250 odd. So, yeah, their, their comments are, are coming in hard and fast. Um, yeah, I just think, I, I just, I, I think the problem is, is that Rowett's going to be forced into a situation because of um, the injuries. And then all of a sudden, the players are going to be able to have a lot more freedom. And because of that, that's when they're suddenly going to start playing better. Um, and I think that's where they're suddenly going to start turning things around and start going for it. So, um, I don't yeah. know. I, I think, I, I just think one thing to ask both of you guys, actually, that I was, I saw someone tweet this and I, I, I was going to get into it, but I just really couldn't be bothered because it just, it just annoyed me. Three games in a week, Leeds, Rotherham and West Brom. We've got four points out of, out of nine out of those games. Before the Leeds game, would you, Mickey, would you have taken that? Four out of nine, I suppose, that bad. Six would have been better, but yeah, I suppose you would have took it. Ben? Yes, because I probably would have gone with the exact three results that have happened. I know yeah. I shouldn't. That's, that's, that's what I mean, because we, we spoke about this uh, on the show. Did we? I think it was you that asked, what would you take out of the next, after the Leeds game, out of the next five games? I'm not being funny. Four points from the first two after those, I think... I think we would have all taken that. So I, I do think, I, I do think there's a, as Millwall fans, I think there's a lot to be, to be said that we, we do moan a lot and we are unhappy about a lot of things. We're doing okay. We just could be better. And I think four points from this week is, is okay. I, 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 it's okay. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's, yeah, I think it's okay. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, uh but you put it like that, yes, it's okay. Um, but we always expect more. We are Millwall fans, and we, you know, we always expect more. And that's the um, that's the problem you have. Um, you know, people moan about us and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it, it's um, yeah. I think I think that's the problem. We just we would always expect more than what we've got. And I think the problem is with people getting on routes back is not the fact that Rowett is a shit manager and before the comments go mad, I'm not... What I'm saying on that, on that is that if you look at statistics with him being here, we're pretty much where we were. We're, we're, this is his second best start to the season where we are now compared to, to last year, the year before, I think it was, wasn't it, on, the, on that stat, what we put on the group chat. Um and he's on paper, he's a, a, one of our better managers. But I think it's just a, it's boring to to watch. And I think as Millwall fans, we like uh, an entertaining football match, and we like to be able to get behind the players, get behind the team. And and the problem is, there's nothing to get behind. Going back to the comment what we said earlier, is uh, yeah, it, it is um, boring the shit out of. You know, going and watching, going away and stuff like that is literally boring the fucking shit out of you. Um, Gary Rowett will never, ever, in my opinion, won't get a team relegated while he's in charge of them. I just, I, I think he, I think he just grinds out enough results. But unfortunately, 
when you're talking about having ambitions for the top six, which Raul has been vocal, that's what he wanted. That was his plan. You have to be a little bit braver than what he is. And that's and unfortunately, I don't think he'll ever do that. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. Um, Mickey, let's wait. Sorry, go on, go on. No, go on. I was just going to, I thought we were coming towards the end. I was going to do a, a little bit of a uh, an extra time thing, but if we're not quite there yet. Oh, we are there. We've got, we, we, we've got a few minutes of stoppage time and then we'll come on to add added up extra time. So, yeah, don't panic there. So, let's get through a couple of these. Two points out of the top six, eight matches in, coming off the home opener. I was generally surprised by that. Um, you've got four points off. Uh, doing a stadium tour versus um, Swansea, is it worth it? Um, yeah, it's all right because you do it with one of the. Um, I think you do it with um, Dave Sullivan, one of the historians. Mm. So um, he's very knowledgeable. You'll have um, you'll have a good a good tour. You get to see the dressing room and all that. I think. Um, yeah, I don't, after, get, I don't yeah, know if you get to see the dressing room on. You do on the on the early tour, don't you? Because I think mm. you're there before the players get there. But so yeah, I think it will be. I think it's worthwhile. So, yeah, uh, four or five points, yeah. Well said, Mickey. All you want is to get behind the boys. That's all you want, isn't it? I mean, that, that is all you want. Um, so, yeah, uh, in a nutshell, got it. Being a Millwall supporter has always been like one of those bad dreams where you're trying to run but not getting anywhere. You know you can run fast as fuck, so frustrating even after 58 years yeah, it don't change does it um so um yeah uh, yeah maybe ben uh go on Stephen. what do you want to say fella uh i was just going to give a quick update for the um that Millwall pod community fantasy league um, it's been updated now. So the top three, I don't know if they're listening now or if they listen back to it or whatever, but um, Alex Gidley, uh, 401 points, Alfie Irving, 400 points, and Alex Robson, 397. And it actually pains me to say this because well, you'll realise why in a couple of seconds. Out of those in the pod, the panellists of the pod, the man that's flying the flag for us is actually Ben Green, who is currently sixth with 389 points. So, Ben, you are leading the charge for us. But um, you're making the playoffs as it stands, but you're you're not quite at the, the top two yet. So, guys, thanks for joining. It's a bit of fun. Um, keep, it, keep it up. Uh, and, and, yeah, ben, ben, is, ben is leading the charge for us. So the Chris Chris Brown post. What's that? I was say it's a long scroll down to find the next one out of the the WhatsApp as well, mate. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I'm not in there, so yeah, because I play it for about three weeks and then I get bored and don't bother going back into it. So yeah, uh, Chris Brown put something on Twitter earlier, which um, yeah, I'm keen to look at if other people you know uh, are up for it. We're um, we'll look at ways of being able to do it. So. Um, is a is a prediction league. We're trying to sort out some decent prizes as well. Um, see if I can speak to the club to go over something and some other bits and pieces, and we can do something there. So, yeah, next season we'll look at doing a prediction league, um, and then we can do spot prizes. You know, highs for the month and stuff like that. We can do bits and pieces, beer vouchers or whatever. Maybe we'll sort something out on there. So, yeah, I have to agree, Dave, Dave, Dave Sullivan and Marvin's Mervin Smith 
or or Darren will come on in a minute, but he is pretty much our Yoda um, at Millwall. I have, I, I, I've, I've interviewed this fellow a while back um, and I'll see if I can get him back on for something, right? But this geezer, you could turn around to him and go, Millwall versus XYZ, 1927, what are you going to do? You know, what was the score? And he will tell you the score in attendance, um, literally within seconds. So, um, so yeah, um, so yeah, we'll do it. So, yeah, Mickey, are you going to come on to that email that we got earlier? Yeah, I'm just doing it. I'm just going to come on to it now. So, yeah, yeah. um, earlier on, we got an email from someone, um, and uh, all the way from New Zealand. I won't read the whole email, but basically, uh, he moved to New Zealand in, um, in 2014 and he lives out there, but a bit what we liked about it was uh, he said obviously his granddad took him um and his brother but his day used to consist of our saturday was tower bridge manzies and then a short walk to greg's for a chelsea bun then down the blue for a paper we'd then get to the ground super early like 2 p.m it was great because i used to be able to watch the players come out etc best times of my life unlike when i was in my early 20s going with friends leaving the pub down the blue at five to three and missing most of the first half. Uh, that is uh, Danny Clem, which I think is who commented on here earlier. Maybe not, but if not, then hello, Danny, uh, all the way in New Zealand. Um, we got an idea coming for the fans around the world um, very, very soon. So yeah, we also let us know. We'll have to we'll have to do a poll next time we're on or something else like that. But let us know. Um, we're thinking that possibly we could do a webinar sort of thing one day uh, where we could get people on through registration because we won't be able to do it probably live um, because of copyright issues and stuff like that. But we'll probably be able to do it through a webinar, but where maybe um, we could re-watch some of the old games because there's a lot of games we've got, I've got um, in full. So like the Arsenal, the Chelsea, some of the old games, West Ham at... Um, uh, um, Fingers ground stuff like that. So yeah, that would be that would be an option if people wanna um, if people fancy that at some point going forward. So um, yeah, Stephen, any last words before we go? Just to say, really, that um, it thanks to all the guys that have listened and commented and stuff. We obviously me, Mickey, Ben, Joe, Chris, Dan. Don't want to miss anybody out. We we love doing this, but it also helps when we've got. Um, you guys commenting and listening and giving us your opinions and stuff. We're not always right. We're not always right. And we like to be challenged and stuff. So thanks for watching. And if you can give us a like and a subscribe and we'll, we'll keep doing it and, and you get to see our faces every Sunday. Speak for yourself, mate. I'm always right. Um, and remember, listen, honestly, if you can like um, on the videos and also if you're on YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube because Pretty much that helps us get in front of more people. Um, and if you can hit the notification button, then if we do any surveys, any votes, any anything across YouTube, you'll get notification and see. And also when we put the live shows out, you'll know when we do it. But we're looking at Fridays and Sundays, definitely. And then um, going forward, we might do other ones. And uh, and we'll let you know with the, the webinar one. Um, maybe we'll start a, we'll try and start up a, uh, an email list or something and then do invites because we're going to need your emails to be able to send you the webinar invite. So, yeah, um, I think that's pretty much it. Quick through the um, comments. Ben, you got anything you want to say, fella? 
No, just echo Stevens, really, mate. Um, love all the interactions. Great, and it just to have a chat and might seem like we're moaning sometimes, but we just uh, yeah like to get our opinions out there. And do you know what? I actually think we're going to win our next three games, so doesn't matter. We're moaning now. Oh, positive, positive, Ben. Love that. <laughs> That's it. So, um, right, where am I? Let's get rid of that comment now and let's move in. That's it then, gents. Thank you, and ladies, um, Lorna and Helen. Thank you very much for tuning in for the first time. Uh, hopefully you like the show, and we'll see you again soon. Uh, and everyone who's taking the time out of their Sunday evening to join in and um, and support us and watch us and everything else. All your comments are read, all your emails are read, all your texts, tweets, whatever it is you send to us, they all do get read. And, yeah, enjoy your week. Be safe. Be good. And we're going to finish now with a few goals from um, that wee Scottish man, Alex Ray. See you again on Friday. See you later, gents. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.